At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about water storage. Now, this is kind of a part two to the uh, water treatment episode, and I wanted to talk about maybe having a, a actual storage plan and starting to, you know, prepare your property to be able to take care of your crops, take care of your livestock, take care of your family. And, you know, it's all about having enough water on hand. Now, the other day we talked about, you know, water treatment and chlorine and different things we can do to purify the water we come across. But, you know, maybe we need to uh, actually set up a system to really make sure, you know, some people out in Texas and different areas, they have uh, a lot of uh, like storage needs. You run into drought. And, you know, anybody can come across times where, uh, you know, the water isn't really coming down out of the sky. And if you got animals, you have a, uh, you know, a little homestead that you're trying to keep going, you need to have a way to do it. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of different types of water. And, I mean, the best water for taking care of your plants is uh, is rainwater is the bottom line. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really the best thing for plants. Right. Um Next, really, is pond water. If you have, you know, a water resource on your property like that, stuff the fish, the algae, all that stuff happening in there, that's great for your plants. Then third best would be well water, because believe it or not, again, this is not for drinking. This is, you know, what's best for uh, taking care of growing plants and and that kind of thing. Um, Well water still has a lot of the minerals and stuff in there that... Mm -hmm. You don't always get, and it's not chlorinated, which honestly is an upside when it's, um, you know, for your, uh, plants. for your plants. And then, obviously, last choice, and not necessarily a bad choice, is municipal water mm-hmm. for taking care of uh, your plants. And, you know, I mean, obviously, some places have great reservoirs and whatever, but just the same, it's chlorinated, it's treated, and, 
right. you know, maybe you don't need that in your uh, your plants if you know. Right. But again, it is diluted. It's not yeah. like plants it's an are issue. plants are very, pretty resilient when it is when it comes to the water there. Now, um, again, I we had kind of talked about it. Um, the average house is you're you're really need maybe anywhere from. I, I find it hard to believe they said thirty to seventy gallons, mm-hmm. you know, for your your house to run. And that's not your garden, not your animals. Right. That's just normal uh, washer, shower, whatever. Right. Um, I know I've heard hard numbers on showers and stuff. Just all of it seems far fetched to me. I'm not really sure. I know I was always taught that a washing machine fills with twenty gallons of water. Right. And it fills and drains like three times. So that's sixty gallons right there. Right. So people who are doing even 70 gallons, you're running the washer every other day and, you know, mm-hmm. people are showering, you go through it. So bottom line, you need to think a little bit and come up with a plan. Again, obviously, if you're not getting water through the normal means out of your well, out of your, through your municipality, then something's wrong and you're going to make certain changes to your lifestyle mm-hmm. about how fast you're showering or yeah. how fast, you know, whatever. Um, so really what I wanted to focus on though, is, is setting up a way for storing water long term, and then, you know, really being able to take care of your garden. And one of the things I really looked at was, uh, like the runoff from your roof and collecting that water. And basically, um, one inch of rainfall on a square foot ends up being uh, 0.6 gallons. Right. So, you know, roughly you say whatever, half gallon, 0.6, whatever. For every square foot of roof that you have, for every inch of rainfall. Right. Now, obviously, rainfall varies, you know, depending where you live. Some people might get a half inch right. in a rainstorm. Some places you're getting three or four inches, you know, mm-hmm. but I'd but say typical an inch of rainfall is... Of your, of your roof. Right. You can multiply that foot by That adds a, a lot. Right, and that's it. So you're getting an inch of rainfall, and you know if your house is twenty by forty, mm-hmm. then you know then you have eight hundred square 800 feet of square feet of water that's collected. That's you know so basically, I don't know five hundred gallons of water right. every time it rains. Mm-hmm. That's kind of significant, yeah. you know. Again, that's ten days of you know household yeah. use or you know, whatever. A half inch is, is somewhat of a of a heavy storm though, heavy yeah. rainstorm. It's rare that you get more than right, more than an inch, right. but. But I mean, that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that, you know, anytime you get even a, a light rain, right, you're going to get gallons and gallons of water out of it. Right. Now, they, they talk about when you're, you know, when you're collecting it off your roof, you worry about, uh, you know, the tar and the everything in there, debris, leaves. Honestly, you have pollen, you have mm-hmm. all kinds of crap laying on your roof. But it so, doesn't have fluoride in it. It doesn't have fluoride. You know, fluoride is a communist plot. And there you have it, folks. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know. Have you ever seen a Russian drink a drink of tap water? I've never. Nope. They only drink vodka. (laughs) (laughs) They know better, huh? Yeah. All right. You gotta do that to protect your bodily fluids. What you need to do is, you need to set up some kind of diverter if you're gonna have you know collecting it off the roof and you know i was looking at first it sounded kind of complicated to me and i'm like well you know what do i do i don't really understand right so 
imagine it like this. You have a gutter all along the side of your roof. Mm-hmm. You have the drain spout. Then take, again, this is simple and it's just so you can kind of see the picture in your head. But imagine if you took like four inch waste pipe, you have the gutter spout go into the four inch waste pipe. If you went deep enough so that it would hold 10 gallons, all right? Um, so I don't know, maybe, I don't know, a couple feet. I mean, mm-hmm. like like 12 feet, whatever. And again, you can use something wider, whatever. You want to collect about 10 gallons. And then when it fills up to that level, you want to have it have like a uh, Y pipe that then goes into your system. Right. Now, the first 10 gallons, you can have it set up so that it has an unscrew cap that after each rain, you can go out and unscrew it and dump that out. Or I've seen where uh, you can uh, just put like a uh, small hole in the bottom of it so it'll slowly drain out. Mm-hmm. And then that way you don't have to be on top of it every time it rains. Right. But the idea with that small hole, you are losing a little more. Either the hole's not big enough where it's going to clog up too often. Right. Or it's going to be big enough that you're losing some water. Mm-hmm. Again, before the water even gets there, you're going to want to screen right as it comes out of the gutter right. to catch the bigger stuff. Right. But and that's that's not an expensive deal, you know. Right. Go down to Lowe's, Home Depot. Right. You can get those. They sell them specifically for this. Now, then, what you want to do is you want to shoot it uh, into a. Uh, into a tank. Now, they have all kinds of water storage tanks. And it's funny, I was just looking on Craigslist and a guy had these 500-gallon tanks for uh, for 100 bucks, uh-huh. and, and that's kind of a lot that's, of money and whatever. Yeah, but that's, and I don't uh, know. that's a good amount But of it's water there too, and it's yeah. somewhere I can just drive over and pick it up and that kind mm-hmm. of thing is, you know, yeah. nice. Another thing I keep my eye out for is 55-gallon uh, drums. Right. I've got one or two in the backyard. Not the metal ones because those are going to go down quite now, but the poly tanks are definitely the cheapest and easiest way. People make them out of concrete, concrete cracks. It gets old, it, whatever. The poly tanks are pretty good. They can last 20 years. Mm-hmm. The big thing, you got to paint them black or get them in dark colors because otherwise you get algae. Okay. There can't be any sunlight, you know, getting through here. Mm-hmm. So No lead paint. It's hard to get, you know, black ones and whatever. But there's nothing wrong with painting them. Well, you're painting the outside. If you want to yeah. use lead, <laughs> knock yourself out. You know, I don't know. I, I'll leave that to the uh, professionals. You guys can sort that out. But the big thing, you got to realize that water is um, heavy. Water weighs about eight pounds. What, what did you tell me? It's uh, What's eight, the exact figure? 8.34 gallons. 8.34 gallons. Pounds, pounds. A pound per gallon. All mm. right, I can talk. So the idea is you got to realize these tanks, they need to be on a stable surface. You need it to be level. You need to set up some kind of platform and maybe that's a concrete pad. Mm-hmm. But you know, what does it take to take a couple two by fours, make a little form and throw a little concrete slab and then throw your right. polyethylene, and, you whatever know, you can tank. Always, you can always, you know, get some pea gravel, sweep it out. Pea gravel Cinder works. blocks on top. Cinder Right. You know, whatever you want to do. It doesn't have to be a huge and, project. And you can set it so that there's an overflow so it goes from one tank to the next to the next. And, I mean, realistically, you want to have a couple of, you know, a couple hundred gallon tanks. But, again, it depends. Do you live in Texas? Do you live, you know, somewhere where it's going to be dry for a long time and you need to collect every bit? 
or is it not really a big deal where you have you know reasonable rainfall and yeah here in water, the northeast we've you we know we've rain. got a good good bit aside of the uh, the months where it's snow you know we get a good pretty good precipitation but i know a lot of places in the midwest right uh, a lot of places in the far west they don't get they don't get that kind of rain right so you know again these are uh, something to think about it's easy it's something you can uh you know, set up at your own place. Right. And and you're going to spend less than a couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks. It's easy, it's safe, and it's peace of mind. Right. Now, I have seen nice setups inside people's houses where they'll stack 55-gallon drums in, you know, basement utility room. Mm-hmm. And they have kind of a whole shelf system where they uh, kind of drop down. Now, what do you think about uh, like a water tower? Now, the pressure, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean that's having water pressure is that's that going to give you, you automatic out? pressure that 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 gravity feed, and uh, you know it's it's uh, you don't want to have to be hooking up pumps and stuff if you are using this to spray your lawn, right? Uh, or to spray your garden, um, it's just you know lift it up four feet, you know yeah. lift it up off the ground a little bit, and that's going to give you a lot more pressure than than pulling it off the the ground there. You know, anytime that hose goes above the tank level, you're not going to get stopped, anything out. Right. Dead in the water. So, I mean, that's all. I just wanted to, you know, kind of cover, give people an idea, some basic, uh, simple. Mm-hmm. Now, what about a uh, storage of water? Um, you know, if you're getting getting ready to store water in your house uh, for drinking water, say you've got you've got you know running tap water, good water. All right. Um, and you want to store store some water. You know, just just to be prepared for when when the water might go out. Um, you know, a good way to do it is is really simple. You can you can go and buy those twenty four packs of of twelve ounce the twelve ounce bottles of water. Mm-hmm. Um, they're what right. ten dollars or something. Right. Not bad to have in there, and they're gonna last for years. Now, I've always been told that. Now I know you were just saying um, on the last podcast that. You know, it can last a couple of years and it's not really an issue mm-hmm. as far as water going bad or, you know, right. whatever. Obviously, it's not going to get, you know, bacteria or something in a sealed container. But I've heard that, you know, it tastes funny or something. I don't yeah, know. It does, it does, does taste funny. And, and you're going to get that. If you've been storing the water for, for um, you know, for a year or so, it's going to be... What what the difference is, that taste is, is the water is flat. There's no dissolved oxygen in that water. Okay. And... All you have to do is shake it up a little bit, yeah, stir it, mix it up, huh? and you're good. And you know, there's nothing wrong with drinking that water the way it tastes. Yeah, it's just a, a, a taste that's unusual to you, uh, because most water that you come across is going to have, you know, small particles of, of oxygen, air inside, nitrogen, anything inside that water. So you know, just stir it up, mix it up, and and it's going to taste just fine. Not bad. Now. What I actually do is, like, I go to, like, Sam's Club, and I buy the uh, gallon jugs of water, you know, Poland Spring or whatever. And what are and you paying for a gallon of the, that water? I think it's five forty nine for six gallons. That's not bad, is it? And what I do $5.49 is... forty uh, nine for a little bit of peace of mind in your basement. Well, and, and, I mean, we use that as our day-to-day drinking water. I You know, mm-hmm. on the previous podcast, you heard me mention the sulfur water right. or whatever. So, Whatever. But, I mean, honestly, I still use our regular tap water for my coffee and things like that. But, you know, if I can spend five bucks a week and make the kids want to drink water, 
then that's worth it to me. Right. Um, so what I I was getting at is I buy the, you know, they come in six gallons, the cardboard box, and I end up having about five of those six gallon things in my house and I just rotate them mm-hmm. and I'm always going through. So the hurricane hits, I have 30 gallons of drinking water Right. besides, you know, whatever else that you need, you know, on hand. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, it's just that little bit of peace of mind is worth something. I don't have the big storage tanks. And I'd really love to set up some kind of water tower, but I wonder what kind of an eyesore I'd be in the neighborhood. Uh huh. Just paint a big American flag. A big flag. Yeah. Anybody that complains about that, they're a communist anyway. Man. Yeah, but Take this is New York. And, oh, that's uh, right. <laughs> wait a minute. That's every one of your neighbors. That's here. every one of my neighbors. Uh-huh. So, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, I was just uh, just got lectured uh, by a lady was telling me she's the uh, Democratic chairman for uh, her county. Yeah, and uh, she was like, "Oh, who are you voting for?" And I'm like, "Well, let me tell you." <laughs> and you know, it always goes down a bad road. Mm-hmm. But that's it. We just wanted to do the uh, short update, and yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, uh, more. What yeah, got? I got a, I got a couple more things. All right, just uh, you know that you got to be careful a little bit about your storage uh, with the water. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to set it directly on the concrete in your basement, say. Okay. Uh, because there there are you know things that come up through the concrete that can degrade the plastic. Oh, and so long term, long term, it can end up. You might end up, you know, with a jug of water that's that's dumped at the bottom. You know, right. so it is. You know, just stick it on a pallet, something simple like that. Yep, um, like that. Also, uh, a good way to do it if you're real stingy, like I me. am stingy. I'm stingy. Right. Um, you know, clean out. You can clean out soda bottles. You can clean out anything. And fill it up with your tap water, and seal it up. And that's right. that's now, just. I have as, to point out, good. I'm not afraid of tap water. Now, what I actually have done in the past is, when I have the empty uh, gallon jugs, I'll fill them up with water, and I was sticking them in my freezer. I have a big upright freezer, mm-hmm. and I end up buying like a half a cow every year. But so when it's full of cow, doesn't work. But as the year goes on, usually around midwinter. It's pretty empty. Well, I'll be honest. It's pretty empty, and I can uh, fill it up with uh, the gallon jugs frozen, Mm -hmm. and I throw them in there, so that way when hurricane season comes, my freezer is full of big jugs of ice. Yeah, it's an ice box. And then it's cool, you know? And I'm like, one, I got water when it melts. I got ice to keep the freezer cold. Right. And, you know, that's a win all the way around. Right, right. You know, filling up your refrigerator with beer... Uh, that works also works too? the same way. Once the beer is cold, it's going to hold that. It's going to retain that that cold when the power goes out. Just, I mean, hypothetically, if if you that's were into that sort of thing. Go. Um, so I mean, that's a that's a lot of what we got to talk about. It is important to uh, to to store your water. Get some water set aside. You never know what's going to happen with that. Got to be prepared for your, uh, you know, for your emergencies. And uh, just because you have a, a plan doesn't mean your neighbors don't. And, uh, you know, if you can help somebody out, good. Uh, you know, if you can't, screw them. Screw them. I mean, especially right. here. Now, they're all communists. You know what's funny, though? I mean, we were just Bernie, talking. Bernie Sanders, buddy. They're they're all voting for him around here. Oh, that fucking guy. I had, a, <laughs> I had my neighbor. My neighbor was came over. He was an old hippie. He was talking yeah. to me. And he's like, he's like, I just don't understand why people 
insist on owning guns. If we could all just get guns out of our houses and, and get some good gun control, this whole country would be so much safer. And I was like, yep, yep. I'm not going to tell you about the guns that I have in my house right now because uh, you're first on the list, man. Uh, That's bad. But I don't know. Now, what I was going to say, too, we think about all these ways of storing water. Last episode, we talked about treating water. But one of the things people overlook is that, you know, I mean, like when I had, I have the well and I'm always worried, oh, when the power goes out, what am I going to do? And that's, you know, we just talked about having the gallon jugs or different things like that. And, you know, setting up a big 55-gallon drum storage system in your house. But it's funny. um, People skip the obvious. We've gotten so conditioned into things are a certain way and, and this is how we have to do things. But, you know, after like a couple of years of trying to come up with a solution... And again, just randomly give it a thought every now and again. I'm like, well, what should I do? And, you know, bottom line, if you're stuck and you have a well, you know, you could take like a soda bottle, put some rocks in it, and run a rope down there and fill it up with water and pull Mm -hmm. it back up. Because I was like, in my mind, I I looked at, uh, they have the hand pump wells. And I'm like, oh, you know, I should get one of those. But my well's too deep. And... Just I think it's like 50 feet or something. There's a set level that you're not going to be able to pump the water. It just won't happen um, with a hand pump. Right. And so, you know, I kept going, oh, well, my well's useless then when the power goes out. And really, if you took like two bike wheels and ran some rope around it and set up some kind of hand pulley system. Right. You can have it that you're pulling gallons out with minimal effort in no time. Right, MacGyver it. And, you know, we get so caught up in, you know, elaborate things. I was just thinking lately that, you know, we really need to get back to, you know, the simpler mind of how would you have done this, you know, 50 years ago, you know, Mm -hmm. without all the fancy shenanigans that we worry about. And there's always, you know, a way. And same thing. Municipal water, like you said, you have the water tower. It's going to keep coming for a couple days. If you have the well, you can work it out. You can right. get your water out of there. It's not impossible. Right. And, that, you know, there's thousands of years people have gone down to streams and collected water. You know, thousands of years people have been drinking water and surviving. There's a way to do it and... and our infrastructure, the infrastructure, your homestead should be designed, uh, you know, designed to make that easier. Yeah. Like you said, with the water, you know, with the with the on-site well, um, you know, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. And that's, you know, just, I, I don't want people to get too far away from, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, I think we are there. Yeah, that's I it. Think, We've I covered it all. all. So that's what we have for you today. And uh, check us out at PreppingBadass.com. And uh, email us at uh, PreppingBadass at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, mm-hmm. Kevin wants to hear from you. He's got a lot of worry about what's going on out there. Yeah, We're not I'm, leaving I'm enough reviews on the iTunes. We're not getting the feedback, so Kevin has questions. Uh-huh. Maybe uh, send us a message and uh, we'll see what's going on. So with that... We will see you next week, and uh, stay safe.
Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. 